What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. EaseWellness.com for the CBD, Ease.com, and as always, the promo code TAM. Yep, guy, and it's it's a hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase, over $50. You know whenever you go to like Uber Eats or DoorDash, you're like, oh, free delivery? That's a great feeling, over $50, free delivery. Florio wrote on uh, Saturday night that somebody told him that Zeke, not only might Zeke not go and hold out, Zeke might go out of the country for vacation. <laughs> But he might not, but he might. Like, it feels like that just got floated out there to try and put pressure on the Cowboys. Well, but can you imagine if the Cowboys are practicing and there's photos of, you know, Zeke and Cabo, wherever he would go? Remember when he got um, suspended where he, he went to Cabo for six weeks? He trained, but that's where he stayed. But it's like, dude, you just had a meeting with the commissioner two weeks ago, a week ago. Guy, he, he's been in trouble like five times since he's been in the NFL. He was drafted number four overall. I did the math yesterday. His fifth-year option, which they've already picked up and would gladly pay, is $9 million. At the end of his five years, he'll have made $33.5 million. So that's an average for his first five years at running back. Now, he's been probably exceeded that, but he's made $7 million basically on average. Maybe it plays out to like 6.8. But 6.8 as a rookie who's constantly been in trouble. So this guy has not been... Devontae Freeman or David Johnson, where he worked his first three years for 700K average. That's not taking place here. The other curveball here is not only has he been met with a commissioner now countless times, he was once suspended and Jerry flipped out and got into a fight with the commissioner. Remember, there were some reports like, yeah, this is this is getting even crazier than Kraft and the commissioner. Like, this is. Like, is he going to force Roger out? Remember, there was some crazy story. This was 2000, would have been two years ago, 17, when he got those six-game suspension. People were like, yeah, this is, he's crossed the line with Jerry, Roger. It's like, Zeke, this guy's had your back every step of the way. He paid you pretty well. He's the reason you got drafted there, and you're going to hold out? Like, do you agree with this? Social media and just the media in general, sports media, is very pro-player. But I don't see how you take a stance on this 
even if you're just don't cover the Cowboys or whatever, and you're just you usually get the players back where you support Zeke on this one. Like this to me should be universal. Like Zeke's an idiot. He should be there. This is an embarrassment. It, it, what could be the counter to that? The get the bag crew. Uh, yeah, and just the you're running back. When you're running back, you're always being taken advantage of. I, I can't see, too, how the tough part about being an NFL player, like in Zeke's position, is you got so much money year one, right? Like his cash year one was $16.8 million. Yeah, they pay you that check. His cash year two was one point oh two five. Then last year it was 2.7, and then this year it's 3.8. You're like, I can get used to the 16.8, especially when I think I'm worth – like, I got the 16.8, and then I look like one of the best players in the league. So they're going to run me into the ground because they know I'm already signed up for next year, and who knows what even happens the year. Like, are they going to keep me around? Like, this is the time to pay me right now. Well, right now is the time to pay well, me. But to your, if I go back to your point for a second, though, yeah, I think sometimes uh, people forget that the leagues exist for fundamentally, like for for the fans. Like the leagues don't exist, even though for the owners, because they're in charge, the leagues do exist for them to make money. But the leagues don't just exist for the players to get everything they can possibly get. The leagues, at the end of the day, exist for the fans. And uh, I think that gets lost. I think in the media that people lose sight of that. Well, they, they guy, the owners can't make any money if the fans and people like me and you growing up diehard sport do not exist. Like they, their only ability, like this whole thing is based on those people. But I, but back to Zeke specifically in a vacuum, he has a legitimate gripe if he had conducted himself like Larry Fitzgerald. But not only has he not been on the good side, he's been their biggest pain in the ass by a mile these last several years. He has been suspended for six games. And then with this offseason, it felt like he had kind of turned his life around. Even though you watch the video, to me, closer to innocuous than like he's a trouble guy at the Vegas thing. But when you have drip, 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 like Zeke, you can't have that happen. Like that can't happen to you when you're in a contract. Yeah, right. There's a difference between you're a bad guy and just, dude, why can't you just... Just stay. Why can't you just avoid? But I'll give you another one, guy. Sometimes when the media gets the players back, it's because ultimately the organization will have no problem screwing them. I won't disagree with that. They will, because again, a business you try to buy low, sell high. You try to ultimately screw, not screw over, but financially, yeah, financially win the deal. I do not think that's the case here, where you go. Does Jerry not want to pay Zeke or want Zeke on his team? I don't think any person that follows football, let alone the Cowboys, would say, you know, he's just going to run him in the ground and get rid of him. He wants this guy to be like his next Emmett Smith. Jerry was the person. Remember, the argument in the draft room was a lot of the scouts, and it made sense, like wanted Jalen Ramsey, who would have been a pain in the ass too. But Jerry's like, no, we want Zeke. And he got it right. Mm-hmm. And like, this guy's been an, an unreal player. Honestly, guy, he's one of my favorite players in the league. Because he does, he's just, running back's my favorite position. And you could argue he's just the most complete because he's a hammer blocking. He can run inside, he can run outside, he can catch. He's an elite player. But you don't get to act like an idiot and then do these crazy demands. Like, I I just hope the media, and I I, I actually think a lot of people are going to be like, what's Zeke doing? Like, you've been in way too much trouble. Like, you don't get to hold out when you've been in that much trouble. To me, the, the take is universal. Zeke's in the wrong. The Cowboys are in you, the right, right? 
Do you think if he had not been in any trouble, they would they would sign him? They would extend him right like now. If he had just acted like Frank Gore or something, yes, one thousand percent, right? He would be. And yeah. I, I honestly think they would pay him like where most teams are like yeah, girly money. That deals don't even don't even think that deal even matters anymore, right? It's just that's an albatross. I think they would. You mean because Todd has arthritis? In yeah, I think they would just give him the girly deal and feel good about it, or give him hell fifty million. Like they love him. But they don't because he's a pain in their ass. And now, to me, clearly, like, Charles Robinson, I think, started this story. And remember, when Zeke was getting suspended, he he must be tight with the agent. Like, the agent playing this way, to me, is stupid. Like, you're going through the media to, like, push around Jerry after you've been in trouble. Like, is that the way you're doing business? I, I And Jerry clearly loves you. I, you know what I've become, guy? And I know a couple agents that I like. But for the most part, like, in me, like... I don't know any agents and I, I, I can tell when I follow uh, reporters, that's all they talk to. They're usually the very, very pro player when their number one contacts are agents. Maybe I'm a little more pro management because most people that I talk to work on that side. But I also know that they're not, every, do you know what every management wants guy, especially in the NFL? And it probably works for any sport, maybe a little different in baseball. Basketball, it's clear once you once you hit on a player, you're going to sign him anyway. But in football, it's like because money, non-quarterback, you got to be a little careful here and there. But when you hit on a draft pick, what's the number one thing you want to be able to do? Sign that guy and keep him, right? You want to nail picks and then keep him as your core guy in his prime. Like that's that's the goal. Their their goal is not to like kick that guy to the wolves and like hate on the guy. They want the guy, the players they draft, to be awesome. Because they look better, and then they get contracts. That's their goal. We're all the right, and awesome players are expensive. Yeah, so it does get complicated in a salary cap league. But the agent's number one goal always is to just get their client the most cash because they make money. That's the only thing they care about. They don't give a shit if he's a shithead. They don't care how he fits in the system. They just care about the most money. It's why you see so often just in pro sports, like well, God, why would this guy want to play there? Well, because they offer him the most money, and his agent fucking said we're going here. You know, and then he talks the player into it. I, I think that happens a lot because I, I do think people underestimate players from like, do I really want to play there? And then they go, well, listen, it's so much more money, and you can talk yourself into it. But players aren't dumb. Yeah, and they're like, look, you've got three, you got four more peak earning years. You just we got to do this, especially in the NFL. So I, I, right. I, I even think guy Zeke, I said this earlier, like has a legitimate argument. Like the time is now. Yeah, the time is now, and it was now, Zeke, until you got called to the commissioner's office two weeks ago. How can I feel comfortable giving you Todd Gurley money, which we feel you're worth, when you act and do stupid shit 24-7 at any moment it can pop up? I don't trust you. So tell your agent, send you to Cabo, he's an idiot. And Jerry, Middlecoff's got your back if no one else in the... Because am I going to read comments like by Saturday like, Zeke's doing the right thing. He's got to get the bag. And I'm not talking from fans. Because I think Dallas Cowboy fans are going to be pissed. Because most of them are going to have some common sense. Like, this is ridiculous. Bro, you just met with the commissioner. It's like it's like the kid who gets in trouble, and then you ask your parents the next day to like go on a sleepover. No, John, you're grounded for the week. You're not going anywhere. Like, Zeke, you just got grounded. Just lay low for a minute. I, I think this tactic is stupid. Or, sh- or show up. How about don't even lay low? Just show Remember up. Remember what... A couple years ago, it was diff- a lot different. But like the Raiders with Donald Penn, they were just like, Donald, just show up for your holdout and we'll pay you. And they showed up and he got paid. And I think yeah. a lot of teams, yeah. and Andy said the same thing about Chris Jones, like we're not going to negotiate with you when you're not here. 
We're not, because again, we drafted you. We're not looking to screw you. This, this, this notion. Now, Belichick might. Well, especially them. Like, the, the Cowboys have not treated Zeke publicly like a guy they're trying to get every bit of leverage over, right? Like, they have said publicly, he's the most important player to our team. Do you think we've jumped the shark a little bit just in general, though, that most teams are trying to screw their players? Because I feel that's a pretty strong narrative uh, now, like on the Twitter streets. Just Yeah, I don't even uh, – like, yeah, I don't. But my, I don't. My, that, that, to me, falls in the same category of, like, everybody that works for the NCAA hates the kids, like is trying to steal from the kids. Like, yeah, a lot of people are making the money off the kids, and I think the kids should make money. But, like, I've worked with and you have worked with a lot of coaches and administ- people who really do care about – like, I, I put that in the same category. Like, I don't even anyone, – anyone who's been in it – knows that's not true to a degree football the problem just I think I don't think it's screw the players I agree with you there I just think you're always trying to just balance you're looking ahead two three years you're just trying to leave yourself enough room for everybody because you've got a cap to deal with I think it's a lot of that but I even mean like and I think because football players get hurt a lot well one especially at running back but I, I I think for the most part Zeke's on the high end of talent but just like sol- when you draft a solid starter, now the Ravens are different. The Ravens let every guy walk. Most teams, unless you have to pay them just like Khalil Mack money, and even then, like every team in the league was clearly willing to do that, they want to keep their solid players that they draft. So once they draft you, I think most general managers, and whether you know them personally or just listen to them talk, the message is pretty consistent. And you'd say, yeah, for the most part, unless a new coach comes in, but if they have the same coach and the same GM, they want to build around the guys they draft. I I think that's something like everyone in football, no one cares about anybody. No, if you look around the league, most teams give second contracts to starters that they've draft consistently. I'd say 90% of starters in the NFL that are drafted by that GM get a second contract. And I think that the, the notion in football is just like, they just throw you, look at Belichick. Like, who's his core? A bunch of guys that he, Edelman, I mean, beside Brady, McCourty, Gronk, I mean, uh, some of the offensive linemen. Now, I don't count, when you acquire a guy, it's a little different. Like, to Gruden, Antonio Brown, there's not as going to be as much loyalty to, to Kyle and even like a Jimmy Garoppolo for sure. But like, the guys Kyle has drafted, um, try, like they, in theory, they want Solomon Thomas to be well, good. I'll give you an example. Now Gruden, with all if, these players, he's drafted these last couple years. If I'll give you an example. If Madison Bumgarner was a career L.A. Angel and the Giants signed him to a five-year, $150 million contract after this, this free agency, that would feel very differently than the Giants signing him to, to overpaying him after he was a Giant. It's just... It's always just going to be different well, get, now, even when you're not, not to the level of success that Bumgarner's had. Because when he's your, it's you are you are capitalizing on your own success when you sign your own player. Well, I, I use Belichick as an example, and I, I think Howie gets thrown in there too. Like those are like they'll just they're so good with economics. They'll get look at the players, and you can even say Parag. Look at the players over Parag's tenure. A lot of those guys were in house. The guys they second contract. Look at Howie Roseman's roster. Fletcher Cox. Drafted. Brandon Graham, drafted. Kelsey, drafted. Foles, they brought back, who originally Eagles drafted. Obviously, Wentz. You know, they, 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 these teams, especially the good players, that's, that's literally how you win. 
So the the think that the Cowboys will just kick Zeke to the curb is just blatantly just not true. Now, if he got shattered his knee, would they try to get out? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the part that yeah, there's an element there. But like I'm sorry, Zeke, you okay, your your leverage is limited when you constantly have to meet with Roger. Because you know who doesn't right. ever have to meet with Roger? I don't know, Amari, uh, Dak, all these other guys that we uh, Jalen Smith. They also have to be paid. You know what they do? They don't. We don't ever think about them in life. <laughs> they just besides like what the game plan is. What are they doing at night? I don't know. Amari's probably at home sleeping. What do you think Dak's doing? I don't know. He's probably out with his girlfriend, living well, normal. But, but again, even if he's John. But that's the thing. That's my point. On even if he's not at home sleeping, he's just not doing something that ends up. On TMZ, yeah, he's just he's just like, living a life. You can be life. not at home yeah. sleeping. You can be out having a really good time and not getting in trouble for it. Like there is a line you can get, you can way beyond sleeping that includes drinking and includes strip clubs and includes all kinds of stuff that doesn't involve you getting in trouble. Like people have walked that line through the NFL for a long time. I heard Albert. Like there's I, not like that. You don't have to be just at home wearing headphones. Or the alternative is be meeting with Roger Goodell. There's an in-between. You know what's funny is I heard Albert Breer on an interview a while back. It's the first time I've ever thought about this. He's like, I think a lot of people and a lot of NFL fans, because if you like follow the league, like social media, whatever, you're like, Roger Goodell, too much power, too much power. And he's like, you know the majority of the players in the league? Like, not just, I'm not talking 51%. I'm talking like 98%, 99%. Not only never get in trouble. They never, ever sniff a meeting with Roger Goodell. So this notion that the player PA is like, we got to take the power away. Well, the majority, again, 98% of players, why do they even give a shit? Like, no, I'm not giving it on that. That's a bargaining power. Like, we'll just let them have that. that it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect most of the league. It affects Zeke. Hey, Zeke, don't be an idiot. We, we, it doesn't affect the rest of us. Like, I think a lot of people, and I find myself thinking that's going to be, that's a good point. That's going to be a point of contention for who? Not the majority of the players. They don't, yeah, give Roger the, we don't get in trouble. A small, small, small percentage of players get in trouble. And yeah, they get screwed by quote unquote his ability to be a dictator. But again, like, you think Tom Brady cares? You think Rogers cares? You think Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, Tom carried on Deflate Gate. Yeah. True, but that was kind right. of an outlier situation. But yeah. He, but yeah, he, that's he part care. of the 2% yeah. or the 1%. Yeah, he would have cared. So I, I don't know. I, that's a very good. That's a great point. Who is no, really who is point. more likely to hold out? If you had to be like, by Saturday, are they both holding out? Is one in camp, or are they both there? Zeke and Bosa. I think both are holding out. You think Zeke Elliott's going to hold out? I, I still find that a little hard to believe. You think he's going to get money? No. I, or you think he's I, just? Gonna I think show Jerry's going to tell him like. This is ridiculous. Hey, man, show up, and this will be like the Donald Penn thing. Show up, do the right thing, you'll get taken care of. The one curveball that the Cowboys consistently have is like Lynch or Parag or Gruden. I mean, Gruden hates agents, but, uh, you know, even Belichick. Like, I can get on the phone with the agent. The guy that owns the team can get on the phone with Zeke and be like, and have a man-to-man conversation. And I, I don't know if that happens that much in the NFL where it consists. Right. I mean, Jerry's the isn't his title the GM too? <laughs> like he's you know. well, he is the bo- he is like the boss in the way the owner all owners are bosses. But then he actually acts you know like players view him that way. Like could Jed get on the phone to Nick? He would want no. It wouldn't do them any good. Yeah, he wouldn't want to. It wouldn't serve them. 
I mean, he could, but it wouldn't actually be where the deal gets. It done. would probably be counterproductive. Maybe. I mean, it could be. It just wouldn't be. Yeah, I just. It wouldn't uh, be productive. It, you know, remember remember Parag telling us when he walked up to Alex Smith in the uh, cafeteria when Parag was on this podcast last year, and they had the Alex Smith deal, and they had drafted Alex but they didn't have a contract, and he walked up to Alex in line in the team cafeteria and was like, "Hey, man, we're we're getting close. We're working. On, we're going to get you in here soon, or we're going to make it official soon, or whatever the deal was." And uh, the agent, who was the, whoever the agent was called, Tom, was like, Tom, do not Tom nego- Condon. do not talk to my client. <laughs> Well, there's no way Tom Condon would have done the same thing to Jerry. And Parag yeah, even said, like, I was young, man. I was, uh, I was actually nervous. Yeah, I might Parag get fired. now isn't getting yelled at for that. Didn't Parag right. say, like, I got it. Am I going to lose my job over this? He was a little nervous. <laughs> it was like his second year at the job. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.